Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Your God is greater. Your God is greater. We're singing about your God. We're singing about your heavenly Father. This is about your Jesus. He's bigger. He's better. He's greater. He's more powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's sing it. God, we love you and praise you. We thank you that we don't have to live lives like grasshoppers. For the righteous should be as bold as the lion. Because we serve the true and living God, we can have a confidence and we can have an assurance that even when times are not easy, our God is still in control, even when the enemy tries to overwhelm us, we can still be confident and stand strong. For he that began that good work in our lives, he will complete it, and
and he will carry us through to the finish line. And if you believe that, we just shout amen and give Jesus a hand clap. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah to the King. Hallelujah to the King. Glory, glory, glory. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't God good? I got so blessed. It, was, it wasn't that last song uh, that blessed me, but the song before that. Even on the mountain in the valley, we're going to praise him. Amen? In the good times and in the bad. And we won't let hell steal our song. You, you know, Pastor Todd and I were chatting as everyone's walking in service. I said, not walk. Some were, were kind of dragging along, and others, you know, as they were coming in. And I saw some of you older saints. And I said to Pastor Todd, I said, you know, some of them, they can't preach like they used to. They, they can't run things like they used to. But now watch them in these latter years, how inspiring they are. Because now they're, they're living out what they preached all them years. They're faithful to the very end. They didn't just preach it when they know they live in it now. And I mean, they get here and they, they come for the glory of God. They fight that good fight of faith. And, you know, some of the older saints, we know what you're going through. And we love you. We, we thank God for you. You're an example. You really are. You're an example. You really are. You inspire our faith. Amen. You inspire our faith. Man. I mean, you know, when you can have a million excuses, you know, but you come out because it's the Lord's day and it's time to go to the Lord's house and worship with the Lord's people. And, and we, we, we give God thanks for the example of your lives in the good times and in the bad. When we're on the mountaintop of life and when we're going through the valleys, our God is bigger. Our God is greater. Our God is better. Hallelujah. And therefore, we're going to praise him. Praise the Lord. We are so blessed this morning to have Bishop and Sister Jones with us from the great city of Chicago. Let's give them a God bless you. Hallelujah. And um, they're, they're not strangers, so I'm just going to get out of the way and turn them loose. Bishop, come in. It's all yours, my brother. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I just wait for November to come around every year. <laughs> Praise God. Well, Pastor, as I was sitting there worshiping and just enjoying God, I just sensed that every year I have an urban leadership conference in Chicago. It's October this coming year. It's 22. It'll be October 13, 14. I'd like to have you as one of my keynote speakers and do a, do a workshop flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These people will turn you loose for one day and let you come to Chicago because you're a city guy anyway. Hold on. Like a duck in water. <laughs> Nothing strange to him. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for allowing us to come back again. There are two things that I always sense when I walk through those do doors of this church. I feel the presence of God. And see, friend, that's what going to church is all about, is feeling God. You go to so many churches, you don't feel God, and you don't feel the presence of God. And so why should people want to come back to that? Because deep down in, all of us crave a, uh, the presence and relationship with God or encounter with God. Then, you feel, then I feel the love of God flowing out of your heart. And that's wonderful. Those, those are things that stand out. And we said, thank you. This is the third time that uh, you've allowed me to come back. And I've teased a lot of you, this guy here. You guys keep taking chances. Amen. So thank you for allowing us to come back again. We always enjoy it and we appreciate it. And we all, we're all blessed. In fact, uh, I always feel at home when I come back because you got farmland all around here. And I was born and raised on a farm in southern Missouri. And 
I'm trying to get back there, and uh, it's becoming hard. I got a little grandson that he plays baseball like Willie Mays, four years old, played baseball like Willie Mays, and basketball like Michael Jordan, and he walked up to me. I was getting ready to move out of Chicago and said, Papa, here's my baseball schedule. You know what that was about. <laughs> I don't plan for you to go anyplace. Amen. So uh, only God knows. So this is my third time here, and I appreciate that. You have helped us, and we said thank you, a big thank you. As you know, that I'm an urban church planner. I, we plant churches, and we're in a process. Well, in fact, they got them off the ground, one in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and one in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And we said thank you for helping us. We appreciate that, and we value it, and we thank God for that. Amen? And then, I, you know, Chicago is not a bad city. There are pockets that are bad. Order on, you got pockets. There are five neighborhoods that make it bad. And almost every day when I get off the plane tomorrow, I'll find before the sun goes down, I will be in one of those pockets. Order on, Inglewood. Inglewood, uh, it's, it's, a ter it's a terrible environment. But both of my daughters, both of them have master's degree and. I've always taught them, don't run from the problem, help solve the problem. And both of them are teachers in Inglewood. And every once or twice a week, I am there in that school working with boys and girls that, you know, 60% of them don't have a father. So you make it possible for me to make a difference for the glory of God. And we said, thank you. We have my wife with me of, of 46 years. You're going to come and sing and, uh, well, maybe 40, 48 Yes, yes. I was going to say, he messed <laughs> up on that one. 48, let's take the other two years, right? Amen. Praise God. I got a good man, though, y'all. I love him. I love him when I love him, and I love him when I love him. <laughs> we got some good things just before I sing. I want to let you know we got some good things back in the back. And uh, we've got, we want you to visit the children's area. We've got uh, Curtis who puts the hats. It's a book for missions to help children, your children, your grandchildren, learn about missions. Courtesy was um, uh, put out, and she decided, no, I'm going to find a way to be a missionary. And so this is the book that we have from her. We also have uh, Courtesy's uh, Adventures, which is a, a DVD that they put in, and it's a DVD book. You put it in there, and they turn the pages, and they learn about how Courtesy helps people through missions. Amen. We have our music back there, all of the music that we sing, plus some. New to the table is my new book, Whose Child Is This? You definitely want to get it. It's the DNA for parenting children that uh, you, the world, and even God would want. So you want to make sure you get it. It will help you. It will help somebody else. And we have uh, Bishop Jones. Now, he sold out. His book is the number one bestseller. But I do have one copy left of his Soul Winner's Manual. And I do want to try to get that. The first one to the table will get it at a great discount. So you do want to try to get that uh, from him. There are other things there, but I'm just so thankful to God. I love that song, God is bigger, God is greater. He's better, he's stronger. Yes, he is. And we need to just keep that in our hearts and our minds no matter what we're going through. I'm going to sing to you um, Quiet Song to Make You Strong. Amen. Anybody out here that went through a trial? Yeah. I've been through 
that bitch if they do the other one? Well, bitch, here we go. Hallelujah. Psalms 126, verse 6. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, will doubtless come again with joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Ah, oh, yeah, put your hands together. Oh, say to you. Don't you let these tears I'm crying leave you confused. For these tears I'm shedding, they ain't crying no blues. I've been down here on my knees telling my Savior all my fears. And he's taking away my sorrow, giving me wolf and tears. I've got a wolf and tears. I've got a wolf and tears. That's Satan, he Oh, yeah, he better get up on out of here. Well, I've got a horse and cheese. Got a horse and cheese. Because Satan, he loses. Oh, yeah, he better get up on out of here. Now, Hannah, she prayed and did her next up so her lips, they moved. But her words could not be told. Even Eli, the priest of God, didn't recognize my fear. He had taken away her sorrow, given her warmth and tears. I've got a warmth and tears. Sing with me, church. Warmth and tears. Cause Satan, he loses. Oh, yeah. He better get up on out of here. Well, I've got warmth and tears. good, y'all. Warmth and tears. Cause Satan, he loses. Oh, yeah.
And may there be a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about the missing ingredient today. The missing ingredient in our homes, the missing ingredients in our workplace, the missing ingredient sometime in our church, the missing ingredient. Uh, most of you know that I was a Vietnam vet. I was a cook in, with a nice community in Vietnam, and I enjoyed baking, Pastor. And there would be times I'd crawl on my bed at 4.30 in the morning, go to the cafeteria before everybody got there. I'd stay late at night, and I would go the extra mile. I didn't have to cook pies and cakes and stuff like that. And one day I decided to cook a cake, and I cooked this cake and, and put it in the oven and brought it out. And after I brought it out, I cut it and tasted it. I said, something is missing here. I cooked, it took me a while to try to figure out what was missing. Although I had a cake, but I, had the mo I missed the most important ingredient, and that was sugar. And sometime in our relationships, in the church, in our homes, or not, in, in our workplaces, in our community, in our world, the missing ingredient is love. If you and I, if we had more love in the world, we wouldn't have all the major problems we had. But see, the church is a place that, that you and I need to rise in the name of Jesus and be lights in this dark world. Hallelujah. The world needs to look at us and see all the love for the glory of God. Amen. And in fact, love is one of the most powerful forces on the face of the earth. There's nothing more powerful than love. Oh, yes, we know prayer is powerful. Oh, yes, we know that faith is powerful. Oh, yes, we know that words are powerful. But there is nothing like the love that flows out of people's hearts that can transform a home, that can transform a church, that can transform a, a workplace, that can transform a community where love is. One of the missing creeds in a lot of communities in Chicago, nobody loves anybody. Everybody's for themselves. But God help you and I to rise in the name of Jesus. You know, the Apostle Paul was a church planter. He went on everywhere planting church. And he had planted this church in Corinth and all and on. And all of a sudden, after he planted this church, the, the, the gifts of the Spirit flowed in the church. They were known for the supernatural. And then there was division in the church. There was disunity in the church. There was carnality in the church. There was uh, uh, admiration for one speaker over another one. And that had gotten back to Paul, uh, Pastor Paul. And he wrote a letter to address these problems. He said, you know, I can have every supernatural gift that, that flows out of me. But if I don't have the love of God, I don't have much of anything. Or not. And there were some of them said, I like it when old Paul comes. There was something about his teaching. There were some that said, I like it when Apollos comes, when Peter comes, all and on. And he had to remind them, it wasn't Paul that died for you. It wasn't Peter that died for you. But there was a man called Jesus. That's the person that we did reverence. That's the person we need to adore. That's the person we need to follow for the glory of God. So he wrote a letter to, to try to straighten them out and tell them that one of the greatest gifts that a person can have is the love of God. May God help us to rise in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. And there are five areas that I want to talk to you about that were the love that need to flow out of our heart. First of all, everything starts with God. Let me say it again. First of all, everything starts with God. You see, if I don't love God, it's hard for me to, if I don't have a genuine love for God, it's hard for me to stay in love with my wife. If I don't have a genuine love for God, it's hard for me to love, stay in love with my brothers and sisters. If I don't have a genuine love for God, it's hard for me to love my neighbor. Everything starts with God. So what I try to do is to make sure the love that I have for God grows. And I underline that word grows. Because I've been a Christian now for more than 55 years. I remember when I first committed to Jesus Christ. 
I had that passion, had that zeal, had that excitement. I had that excitement for God's house, God's word, God's people. But how many know over the years, you can lose that excitement. You can lose that zeal. You can lose that excitement. You can lose that love for God's word. You can lose for the love for God, for God's house. But may God help us to rise in the name of Jesus and say, God, I want you to rekindle a new love for my, in my heart for the things of God. See, starting in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 10, 12, it said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, what does the Lord want from you? What does the Lord want from me? What does the Lord want from you? God wants our love. Because if he get our love, he got us. But if the enemy get in and steal the love, or we lose the love, you see what's happening in American churches, we're losing our love for God. We, we All of a sudden, we're falling in love with pleasure. We're falling in love with with other things. We're falling in love with hobbies. We're falling in love with, with money. But God help me to rise in the name of Jesus and say to Jesus, I love you more than I love anything. I love you more than I love sports. I love you more than I love my job. I love you more than I love money. God has to be number one in our life. And may the good Lord help us to rise in the name of Jesus and keep the love of God number one. That's why the Bible tells us Love not the world, because how many know the world will steal the love that you and I have for God? That's what Satan try to do is steal that love. But may you and I protect our hearts. How many know that our heart is a center of affection? You tell me what you love, I tell you where it starts. It starts in the heart. Hallelujah. And may God help me to rise, help you to rise in the name of Jesus and guard your heart. Because this world will lead you away from God. May God help us. Amen. I went to college in 1969, and, and uh, I bunked with a guy that uh, he was on the, uh, I was on the top bunk, and he was on the bottom bunk. And every night, this guy come in, and he'd keep me awake. I, I've always been a guy I like to go to bed at night. In fact, I still go to bed at 9.30 every night. I like to go to bed every night on time, on and on. And he'd keep me awake to 10.30, 11 o'clock, talking about his girlfriend. And I'd get so tired of that. I'd say, man, come on. Or, uh, and, uh, and you know what he'd do? He'd talk about it for half an hour, an hour, or two hours. And then we, lived, uh, we went to college in Springfield, and he lived in West Virginia. And once a month, he'd drive 700 miles just to see her. I said, man, it don't take all that. <laughs> and he said to me, see, you're not in love. He says, when you're in love, you'll make a sacrifice. When you love, you'll you do things you never dream. Hallelujah. My prayer is that you and I will never lose the love that you had for Jesus. Can you remember the day that you walked the aisle and gave your life to Jesus? He came to your heart and transformed your heart. And all of a sudden, there was a zeal. That was an excitement. When you got out of your bed on Sunday morning, you thought about him. You sing about him. You talk about him. You see, the world doesn't want us to talk about him. The world doesn't want us to sing about him. The world doesn't want us to testify about him. But I tell you, when I woke up this morning, I start singing the song. There's power in the blood. May God put a song in our heart. May you keep that song there. Don't lose that song. Don't lose the love that you had in your heart. For God, the world may lose it. Your friend may lose it. But help us to guard the love that we have in our heart for God. Why don't you and I raise our hands and quicken my love for you, dear Lord. May they be quickening. May they be renewing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's not lose the first love. 
that we have for God. Secondly, love for the brothers and sisters. How often do you hear about strife and bitterness and resentment in churches where Christians don't speak to one another, where they don't go out of their way to help one another? And Jesus tells us in John, in John, John, the 13th chapter, he tells the disciples he's getting ready to go to the cross. He's getting ready to go to the cross. In verse 13, he says, you know what? Verse 13, John, 34. And so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other, just as I've loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world. When Jesus basically, during Jesus' day, there was a lot of group, a lot of religious groups. It still is. Amen. You had the Sanhedrin. You had the Pharisees. And you had all these groups. We have a lot of religions in the world. But Jesus said, you know what? The world will know. How will the world know that you're Christian? How will it know the world will know that you're not a Buddhist? How will it know the world that you're not a, with, a, with another group? He said the one that stands out about you more than anything else is your love for one another. You love one another. You go out of your way one another. You sacrifice one another. You pray for one another. You encourage one another. You fill up one another. You give one another word for the glory of God. Amen. Sometimes we can act and think like the world, but God help me not to do that. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you prayed for somebody else in this church? When was the last time you picked up a phone call and called somebody you haven't seen in a long time? My, uh, my wife was in the hospital about a month ago, and her, her nurse was working on her, and I, I just asked her because I have a habit of witnessing to people everywhere I go, and I said, tell me about your relationship with Jesus Christ. And she said, well, I have one with him, but I don't go to church. And I tell people, it won't last long if you don't go to church. I said, tell me why. She said, I was a part of this church, and I've been gone for four months, and nobody's ever called me. Maybe that's never happened here. May that never happen in our lives. Hallelujah. Why? Because we love one another. We care for one another. How I many know all of us crave love? All of us crave that all of us want somebody to reach out to us, to pray for us, to encourage us, to fill us up, to strengthen us. How I many know sometimes we come and, and we're lonely, we're discouraged, and all we need is a word from somebody. All we need is a prayer from somebody. All we need somebody to stop and give us attention. May you and I rise in the name of Jesus and demonstrate a spirit of love for the glory of God. The Bible said the love of God is shedded upon in our heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. How many know that God will help you do something? God will help you love people that are unlovely. God will help you love people that are hard to get along with. God will help you love people that don't believe like you. God will help you love people that don't think like you. May the love of God dominate our lives. Dominate our lives. Dominate our lives for the glory of God for one another. Hallelujah. Jesus is still there. The world will know that you're a Christian by the one, by the way you love one another. May you and I be known as a community, as a group of people that really love one another. We reach out to one another. We help one another. We make sacrifice for one another for the glory of God. Amen. May the good Lord, I was blessed. I went to college. I was the first African-American to go to college that I attend. But I was blessed by a man who looks almost like the guy that led song service this morning. He was a young college student about the same age I was. I was struggling in college. I was struggling academically. I was struggling to fit in. I was just struggling. 
And every once a week or once a month, this guy would come by my room and knock on my door. And he would say this, Spencer Jones, I want you to know if you ever need anything, let me know. I'll write a term paper for you. I'll help you with money. Anything you need, let me know. I was struggling with giving up. And sometimes that people come to our church struggle with giving up. Struggle with Jerry drifting away. Hallelujah. All they need is somebody to approach them and say, I love you. I've been thinking about you. Hallelujah. Glory, I care about you. Those words turned my life around. Hallelujah. Those words inspired me. Those words encouraged me. Those words built me up. Those words motivate me. Guess what? I made it because of people like this. There's somebody to walk with Jesus. If you'll show love, hallelujah. If you'll make a telephone call. If you'll do a tax for the glory of God. If you'll stop on your way out of church and say, is there anything I can pray with you about? Is there a need in your life for the glory of God? Again, I want to remind you, Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. The world will know that you're Christians by your love. Amen. May God, may the love of God. Why don't we raise our hands up over your life right now? Hallelujah. There are some Christians that are not easy to love, but God will give you the strength to do it. Hallelujah. What is the missing ingredient? The missing ingredient is the lack of love in our heart for God. And I'm troubled by as I travel across America. American Christians are losing their love for God. But may that never happen to you and I. Hallelujah. What is the missing ingredient? Our love for one another. And then thirdly, love for other people. Other people are people that don't look like us, don't think like us, don't act like us, don't have the same political persuasion. Hallelujah. But God help us. Hallelujah. You don't have a grandson, and that guy has taught me something. All right. You know what? The, the, the key is. Practice love. Shout practice love. How many know you become good at something when you practice? Every now and then I'm invited to speak at a Hispanic church. And only thing I can say is, hey, Zeus. <laughs> I said, I got to improve here. I got to be able to do more on and on. And now I can say, Pony Diaz, Comestata, and all and on. And when I say stuff like that, they just fuck up and look at me. Hallelujah. I get this attention. Hallelujah. You know what I, people ask me, sometimes I'll say that to somebody that is not a fan. I said, sir, forgive me. I'm just trying to improve myself. I'm practicing it. I'm practicing it. How many know if you practice something, you become good at it? You practice being kind. You practice reaching out to people. You practice praying for people. You practice inviting people over your house. You practice kicking a meal. May God help us to rise in the name of Jesus and practice for the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. On my block in Chicago, or on my block is half white, half black. There's an elderly lady, 84 years old. She uh, lost her son last year. Always feel sorry for people who don't have any children or lost their only surviving person on and on. And, you know, and what I try to do is once a week, I'm a cook. I still cook every now and then. When the virus came along, I started cooking again on and on. And I cook about 50 meals per week on and on. And I make sure I single people out that are lonely. 
I make sure I single people out that have lost a loved one. I make sure I single people out that don't look like me. Amen. I, I'm intentional. How many know you got to be intentional for the glory of God? Amen. And I, every now and then, I, I take a fish, catfish down to a house and give it to her. Oh, Lord. And you know what she told me last week? She said, I'm good. She's a Catholic now. She's going to church with me next Sunday. Hallelujah. Love draws people. Love gets people attention. Love touches people. Let's you and I rise in the name of Jesus and show unsaved people that we love them. If you and I will demonstrate the love of God, God's love, God's love will draw them. God's love will lift them. God's love will heal them. God's love, there's power in the love of God. Let it flow out of your heart. How many know we got to let it flow? Why don't we raise our hands and say, God, let it flow. Let it flow like a river. Let the love of God flow like a river out of our hearts and lives. Love heals relationships. Love breaks down walls. Hallelujah. God, help us to be a walking church that's full of the love of God. Hallelujah. But if I'm going to have that happening in my life, I got to make sacrifices. I got to be intentional. Hallelujah. You know, when we walk through those doors on Sunday morning, there are all kinds of people that walk into our churches. People that have lost their husband, lost their wife. People that have gone through a divorce. Hallelujah. People that are hurting. We need to walk through those love doors and say, God, who can I touch them today? Hallelujah. You see, the devil sometimes have us focusing on ourselves. But how many know when you reach out and touch others, you, God blesses you? Glory. When you reach out and help somebody else, God blesses you. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't have to even ask God to meet your need. Automatically he meets your need. Hallelujah. What you and I need to do is walk in here on Sunday morning or walk on our job or walk in the neighborhood where we stay at and say, God, who can I show love to? Who can I touch? Hallelujah. Who can I build up? Hallelujah. Who can I, who can I touch today? And God will show you. Hallelujah. And you can bring healing and encouragement and strength to people. I urge you to rise in the name of Jesus and demonstrate the love of God. May God help us. What is the missing ingredient in the lives of Christians? We're losing our love for God. We're losing our love for God's house. We're losing our love for the word of God. We're losing our love God's people. May the Spirit guide us today. Hallelujah. David said, how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord, my God. My heart's fainting for the courts of the Lord. How many know there's no place like God's house? There's no meeting like God's house. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. May God help us to keep the love in our heart fresh and anew for the glory of God. Then love for one another. Hallelujah. Help me to look across the aisle, across the way, and see somebody that need a touch of God. God help us. And then, God, help me to love those who don't act like me, who don't think like me, who don't shout like me. May God help us. Amen. Then last of all, help us to love our enemies. Now, that's the hard one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Love our enemies. Glory to God. Love people that have done us wrong. Hallelujah. That have betrayed us. Hallelujah. 
How many know sometimes our enemies can be pretty close to us? Hallelujah. Our enemies can be our neighbor. Because unfortunately, they tell us that 85% of people in America don't even know their neighbor. Don't even speak to their neighbor. That should never be the case with you and I as Christians. Hallelujah. You know what I try to do with my neighbors? All of my neighbors on a regular basis. Last Friday morning when I walked on that concrete, I walked three blocks that way and two blocks that way, and I was praying for every house. Say, God, I want you to give me souls to be my neighbors. May God have mercy, y'all. In the name of Jesus. And have that kind of love. Amen. But Jesus said, love your enemy. And he says it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. He said it in Deuteronomy. It said, I think it's, let me, I think it's Exodus. In Exodus, it said, I'll tell you exactly where it is. Exodus 23, 4. If thou meet thy enemy's ox or his ass going astray, thou shalt surely bring it back. Well, how do I apply that to Chicago? If you meet your enemy's, uh, meet your enemy's dog. Everybody got a dog on my block. Never seen so many dogs in all my life. Hallelujah. What is it saying? If you see an enemy's dog, he's gotten away. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, catch him and bring him back. Hallelujah. Can you imagine the power of that? Somebody don't like you. And how many know sometimes people don't like you just because you're a Christian? Anybody had that happen? Hallelujah. You try to figure out why this guy don't like me. Then it all started done. It's because I love Jesus. Hallelujah. Because I wake up every morning and turn my praise music on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. May God help us to rise in a different kingdom and let our light shine. Amen. And then it's also Jesus also turns in the New Testament. It's a command. He says, I command you to love your enemies. And notice what he said. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that, that hate you, and pray for them. He tell us to do three things. He said, first of all, bless them. When was the last time you blessed somebody that didn't like you? I tell you what, I enjoyed doing that because he cools a, coals a fire on the head. And if you want to change somebody, love them. I don't know. If you want to change somebody that don't like you, make your way to love them and speak to them and pray for them and bless them for their glory. Amen. Jesus said, bless them and pray for them. Hallelujah. May God give us the strength to do that. But how many know that we need divine love? Hallelujah. Not human love. Human love can never like somebody that don't like them. Human love can never like somebody that talk about them. Human love can never like somebody that ridicule us. But how many know that God kind of love, that agape love, that divine love? I want divine love. I don't want this world love. I don't want natural love. I want the love of God, the power of God. May you and I rise in the name of Jesus and God. Help me to walk in love every day of my life. Amen. One of my prayers every day when I start walking, four things, God, help me to walk in the world. Help me to walk in love. Because somebody just crossed my path. Today they wrote me the wrong way. Maybe the guy at the light and start hollering. Hallelujah. Help me not to start hollering back. Help me to say, I love you, and I'm praying for you. I had a guy do that once. Okay, he drove with the light, and I was moving fast enough. He started cursing. I said, Brother, I'm praying for you. Be quiet, God. Love is a powerful force. 
May God help us to recognize how powerful it is. You and I know that prayer is a powerful voice. You and I know that words are powerful. You and I know that words are powerful. But I can tell you, if you want to transform somebody, if you want to change your home, love your, hallelujah, love your wife, love your kids. If you want to transform your workplace, rise in the name of Jesus and walk in love with anybody else, walk in love or not. You are a Christian. And may the Lord help us to rise in the name of Jesus. And if you want to see God do something great, and miraculous in your life and in your church. Walk in love. The Bible says the love of God is powerful for the glory of God. But how many know we cannot allow the flesh to take over? We can't do that. I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference in my home. I want to make a difference on my neighborhood. Hallelujah. I want to make a difference where I, where I work at. I want to make a difference in America. There's so much division, hatred, animosity in America. Hallelujah. People are wondering, how do, how do we get out of that? We get out of there by loving, loving like Jesus. We get out of that by forgiving one another. Hallelujah. We get out of that by praying for one another. We get out of that by not harboring that spirit of strife and bitterness and resentment. Hallelujah. Release that in the name of Jesus. And walk in the spirit for the glory of God. Walk in the spirit of kindness and loveness and meekness for the glory of God. May the good Lord help all of us to help us in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. I pray often I want to be like Jesus. May God help us to rise in our Let's bow our heads all over the building today, and you're here, and you recognize that you don't have a right relationship with Jesus. Or on, says, raise your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to know without a shadow of a doubt, if I die today, I'd go to heaven. I'd have eternal life. I want to be right with you. I want to know. And then you're here today, and you're recognizing that you're slowly losing your love for God. How many know it don't happen overnight? Or on, all of a sudden, you lose the desire to read the word. You lose the desire to go to house, God's house. You lose the desire to be around God's people. Amen. Hallelujah. You're here today, and you recognize I need more love for God. And I ask you to raise your hand. You're here today, and you recognize, God, I need to show more genuine love for my brothers and sisters. I need to reach out to others. I need to love for others. I need to care for others. I need to help others. I need to make a sacrifice for others. I need to let go of the spirit of selfishness because that spirit destroys our homes and destroys our churches. And then there's those other people, the poor, the lost. May you and I never lose our love for the lost because we once was lost. May God give us a love for the lost that cause us to stand before God and ask God to not allow them to be saved. Wonderful Jesus. People of a different background, a different color, different situation. God, grant me the strength to love them. 
And then, as I said, the final thing is somebody has betrayed you. Somebody has done something to you. And all of a sudden, you're harboring them. You need God to deal with you. I'm not going to ask you which one it is that you need more love. <laughs> I don't know whether it's for God, for God's house, God's people, God's word. whether it's for your brothers and sisters or run or it's for other people or for your enemy. You want prayer. Let me know we feel the presence of God. Just come and stand before the Lord. There's an area that you recognize it. Oh, Lord, just come and stand before the Lord. And I won't even ask you what it is because that will be a work between you and God. Just step out and come on down and stand before the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, dear Lord. Glory. We thank you, dear Lord. We give you praise and glory. Wonderful Jesus. We thank you, dear Lord. Wonderful Jesus. Glory. Thank you, dear Lord. Wonderful Jesus.